I found the confidence to be myself. Hey, Girl Gazers, it's your host, Taylor, and welcome back to season three of Girl Gaze Podcast. Girl Gaze Pod is about self-discovery as it relates to making your dreams a reality. We're talking all things career and confidence building, adulting in your 20s, living in New York, and of course, fashion. I know I haven't posted in a couple of months, but I am alive. I'm doing well. I have a new job. I have some life updates for you all. Many of you know that I quit my magazine job where I was the social media manager at the end of 2021. And now, drum roll please, I am excited to let you all know that I recently joined the marketing team at Steve Madden. I also literally have not even made an announcement, like a formal announcement on any of my socials yet. So my Girl Gaze community, I am excited to share this news with you guys first. I have also been working on a secret project with a luxury jewelry company, and that will be launching very soon. So I'm very excited about that as well. It's been really interesting to reflect and see how my life and career has unfolded over the past two and a half, three years since I graduated, started this podcast, got my first job out of college and moved to New York. Most of you know that I started my career in a fashion closet at a fashion magazine, and then I went over to a creative agency that wasn't necessarily related to fashion all that much. And then I went over to a magazine again to do social media management. And now I'm doing fashion marketing in-house. When I first entered this crazy industry and moved to New York, I really envisioned a linear career path for myself. But over time, I really feel like I have learned to embrace uncertainty and kind of just trust the universe a bit more with my path and know that a nonlinear path is an imperfectly perfect one. And I'll get more into that during the gaze of the week. But I know that I owe all of you guys an episode specifically about career pivots. So just know that that's in the works and make sure you are following me at Taylor Bradford on Instagram and TikTok for a little behind the scenes. Before we get into today's podcast episode, I want to give you a little background on today's guest, who just so happens to be my very first guy gazer. My friend Davis Burleson is 19 years old and has over 2.4 million followers across all of his social platforms. On today's episode, we chat about his own personal journey to self-love and confidence, which actually is very much related to his growth on TikTok. Getting invited to Ghani's Fashion Week show in Copenhagen, meeting the Gossip Girl cast at a season premiere walking red carpets, how he grew his social presence, how he launched a really successful man-on-the-street questionnaire show in Washington Square Park, and so much more. If you enjoy this episode and are loving the Girl Gaze podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and leave a written review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you share this episode on Instagram and take a screenshot, make sure you tag at Girl Gaze Pod. 
I always love connecting with you all and seeing who actually is listening. So you can also DM me your thoughts if you want. Davis and I laughed so much during this conversation, but we also got real and had a heart to heart. His energy is contagious. He is optimistic as hell and is just a kind soul. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Davis. Hey, Davis. Hi, how are you? Good. I'm so happy to finally have you on the podcast. I'm happy to be here. So let's jump into things. Can you briefly introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Davis Burleson. I'm 19. I live in New York City. I'm originally from Houston, Texas. I've lived in New York for about a year and a half, and um, I do TikTok. That's what I do. (laughs) I love that. And so we are going to get into all of the details into how you got into where you are today with TikTok and everything, but I always like to start things off with a gaze of the week, which is just a thought or realization that you'd like to share with us. Yeah, okay, so um, I recently went home to Texas and I hadn't been home in seven months, so that had been a while, and I was a little nervous, I had anxiety about going back home, and um, I like once I was there, I had a really great time, and I didn't think I would because I was with all my friends that I hadn't seen since graduation. I hadn't seen all of my friends in like a year and a half. It'd been a really long time, mm-hmm. and my family. So um, when I came back here, I like realized in my head I was I, I noticed that a lot of people when when they first moved to New York, everyone kind of puts this emphasis on like hating your hometown or like never wanting to go back. Um, and being like ashamed of where they where they came from, and I noticed that about myself too. I'd be ashamed of being from Texas, like oh, I don't want to talk about being from Texas. But uh, I noticed that like it's okay to have both lives and be proud of both lives. I'm proud that I'm from Texas and I have like Southern charm, and I say y'all. And also, I'm proud that I live in New York. So that was kind of my realization. Oh, I love that you're owning that now. So uh, you grew up and you went to high school in Texas. Yes. Okay. Wait, amazing. <laughs> cool. So where do you live in New York now? I live in West Village. Oh my God, gold! I love it there. I got a COVID deal, so hopefully I can afford to stay. But we'll Manifesting see. Manifesting that. For yeah. You. <laughs> I know. I thank you for coming all the way up to the Upper East Side. Of course, what anything a for you. <laughs> <laughs> so my gaze of the week is that everything will work out. Don't fear endings because that's where beautiful beginnings take place. And even though when an ending happens or a door closes, you might not feel like it's a beautiful beginning, trust me, it will become one. So here's a little reminder to anyone who is struggling right now, no matter what the circumstance may be, you will survive, you will come out stronger, and you're gonna be so damn proud of yourself when you do. I saw this quote on Pinterest recently and I loved it. It says, your future needs you, your past doesn't. So keep your head up, you got this, whatever you're going through, and just know that you're not alone. So let's get into how you started to create content on TikTok. Like what, when did you hop on the app? When was your first viral video? I started during COVID. So right when uh, COVID struck in March of 2020 is when I started and everyone was blowing up. So my initial thought was I need to be famous on this app one way or another. I have nothing going on. I'm not in school because school got let out. And so you were home. I was home, yes, Mm -hmm. I was in Houston. Um, and so I like made it my full-time job for like I was very determined to become TikTok famous so I posted five videos a day I would wake up and like make my TikToks and I had so many ideas and I was just very determined nothing was happening and I worked March, April, May, June, July I was posting so much and by then I had like 10k so I had grown a little bit 
And then in August of 2020, I made a video impersonating Jeffree Star, the YouTuber, because I'm really great at impersonations. <laughs> and um, I did an impersonation of him, and it like went viral overnight, got like six million views or something. And overnight, I had like 50,000 followers, and then just continued to grow from Wait, there. Wait, that is amazing. So when you went on the app, you were posting like what? How did your content evolve before the Jeffree Star yeah. content? So uh, I I feel like at the time, the, the a really popular thing on TikTok was using audio and putting captions to make the video funny so that mm-hmm. related to the audio. So I was doing a lot of that. I like to I, call those TikTok memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. TikTok memes. I, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, and I just kept doing those. I would talk a little bit, but I was very. it was very clear that I was not comfortable talking to a camera just mm. yet. So I feel like those videos didn't come across as well. And I was just trying to do whatever. I was, I was very focused on comedy is what I was. And then mm. I just did my Jeffree Star thing and then it happened. <laughs> when, what did you feel when you woke up that next morning and you saw six million views? It it was like the like the biggest dream come true. I couldn't believe it, and I, I had seen all these famous people commenting on my video and liking my video. I think Bretman Rock had liked it, and I was like freaking out. Um, and it just felt so cool. And then people were watching my followers grow. That was a major thing that I kept like, I would refresh, refresh, refresh. I got addicted to refreshing. Um, I feel like it's a little bit of a high. It is a high. Yes, it is. That's why I kept going. It is major, major high. Um, you get addicted to that, like satisfaction of people liking your video. Yeah, literally. Oh my God. (laughs) So since then, how has your content evolved? It's evolved a lot. So for after that Jeffree Star thing, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to be Jeffree Star for as ever, however long I can be. <laughs> so I like bought a wig. I bought the tracksuit. Um, and Wait, I really, so you like... I was full on Jeffree Star. You like went in. Yes, I went in on it. And uh, I, my followers continued to grow. I kept, I, and then... Um, Did Jeffree Star like ever find no, you? No, but if you go to the hashtag Jeffree Star on TikTok, I am the first one that comes up. Like I was known as Jeffree Star of TikTok. <laughs> Um, that is so fun. It was all in good fun. It was all in good fun. Um, and so I just continued to do that for about like four months. And then I started to really do POVs Mm -hmm. and comedy videos. So I did like that girl at a pregame. I did a lot of like skits. And then... And so were you talking in those now? I was. I was very comfortable on camera. I was, I was talking to every video. I never used an audio. Wait, so let's jump back. So what was that shift between when you first started on TikTok and you were like a little uncomfortable in front of the Mm -hmm. camera to then flash forward, you know, how, how many months was that? A couple, three? This was only a couple, like three, three, three months. Yeah. So what was that shift in your mindset? I think it was that Jeffree Star video. I think me playing this like character of being mm-hmm. so expressive and so not me that I found the confidence to be myself as well. Oh, I and also, that. I don't know, I, I think just watching people like me uh, for really, you. for me, just really helped me grow. And a lot of people ask me about like how I gained my confidence. And it, I would be lying if I said it didn't have to do with a lot because of TikTok and g- gaining followers on there and like having people appreciate you for who you are. It can make yourself feel way more confident and even grow even more. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. So you feel like you have a really nice community on TikTok. Yes, I do. People ask me like, how do you deal with hate? Like, do you get hate a lot? Like, I don't get that much hate. I'm like very lucky that I don't get much hate. Mm-hmm. So like my, I feel very comfortable posting whatever now on TikTok because I love my community that I have built that follow me and it's been amazing. I oh, love, I love it. That. Yeah. And also I'm so happy to hear that you don't get a lot of hate. I feel yeah. like there are some people on that app who get canceled every other day. Mm-hmm. So how would you describe like your relationship with your community? Um, um I would say that it's a really fun place, very like my community is very positive. Mm-hmm. Um 
And um, I think a, a huge part of it has been my followers watching me grow. That's kind of what mm. my brand recently has turned into because uh, I vlog my life. Like every everything I do, I vlog and post a video about <laughs> what I'm doing. And I think them watching me grow from being in Texas to being in Houston and to... I know, a small now, little town small boy. small little town boy. And now I'm like walking a red carpet. Like people are like really liking watching that. I'm loving living it. So it's been a really fun thing. And I feel like my followers, they always say like they're so proud of me. They're this, that, and the other. Aww. And like I get so many DMs of people being like, now I want to move to New York and all that kind of stuff. So it really makes me feel good. Yeah. How does that feel when when people say that like you've inspired them to maybe go after their dreams or to move to New York? It feels amazing. I don't like to set like unrealistic expectations, but um, like... I don't know. I feel like reach for the stars and follow your dreams because that's what I did. I did not expect to be where I was, but I just tried. I worked very, very hard to do it, and I just cannot believe it. So I think it's just... You know. I'm, like, getting the chills. I, like, uh. feel just so happy for you. I feel like your positivity every single time I see uh, you out. And you. I'm like, I literally adore you. Uh, thank so you. Much. And, like, another reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because now, I mean, my podcast has definitely gone through evolutions. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I first started, even my content on TikTok, um, it was very much career oriented the podcast now the mission statement is self-discovery as it relates to making your dreams a reality okay that exactly me (laughs) literally so that's why i want to have kate on that's why i'm having you on and i'm really like leaning into now this like new york city content creator slash new york city founders era on the podcast Uh because i feel like everyone is just going for it right now and it's so damn inspiring to like see everyone just achieving their goals i feel like a proud older sister to everybody because i'm like you guys you're 19 i'm 25 and i feel like sometimes when we talk i'm like oh like you're you're like around my age but it's like no like i'm literally big sister vibes um okay so in addition to all of like you know your vlogs and your comedy tiktoks you along the way started your own show called what's poppin so how did that come to life um, so I had just moved to New York and I was making my Jeffree Star videos and then this company had reached out to me um, uh, calling me in for a meeting because they had a really fun idea for me and I went to the meeting it was like five straight guys and I was like all nervous is this in person? yes it was oh, in wait. person wait okay so you what did you wear that day? I wore like, I, didn't I, didn't even, I wore like okay it was like it was November so it was pretty cold I wore this like fuzzy like sweatshirt kind of like what I'm wearing right now kind uh-huh. of like a fuzzy like um, overcoat one fourth zip and then I wore my barber coat over it <laughs> like, I love that and then like I don't know khaki pants and like my Doc Martens it was okay, a vibe okay cute uh, I would never wear it today, but you know, it was, <laughs> um, and I went in, I was so nervous and they basically presented an idea for me to kind of do a Billy on the street esque style street show and to major really focus it on like doing truth or dare and never mm. have I ever and a bunch of games. It was kind of like a game show on the street kind of vibe. And they asked me if I was comfortable talking to strangers. I was like, oh, yeah, totally. I totally lied. I was not at all. <laughs> make it till you make, make it. Make it you make it. I wanted the job. Um, and uh, so they basically presented the, the idea to me. And they were like, how do you how do you feel? And I was like, I love it. I'm in. And, and so then we kind of went through like months. So this was like a year ago. This was a year ago. Yeah. Wow. And, and then, look how far it's come. I know. Well, we didn't even start a year ago. So basically we started, we had the meeting in November, mm-hmm. December, January. And then we started filming like February 1st. Was, was, oh, my God. You were filming like when it was fucking freezing. Yeah, out. we started in the major cold, um, which I'm nervous to do that again. I don't want to do it. But we started in February and we kind of did the games and stuff like that. And we weren't like loving it. I wasn't loving it. I felt like it wasn't very fun. I don't know. I wanted to ask people genuine questions. Yeah. So I was like, let's just do random questions and let's go for it. And they're like, okay, let's just see how it goes. And then oh, good. So they were like open. They were open to everything. Um, and um, 
Yeah, and in the beginning, I also kind of was really focused on like that Billy on the Street vibe of kind of like screaming and being a little negative, and that's not me. And I feel like I did that in the beginning. I was kind of playing this character of being a negative person, and I about a weekend, I was like, this is not my vibe. I am very positive. I'm not going to be uh, degrading people. Yeah, <laughs> like, you want to be yourself. I want to be myself. So I was like, let's make this a very, very positive show, exactly like me. So we did that, and then um, you know, it blew up overnight. I guess. Yeah. Okay, very so, quickly. So when did you? So you have another TikTok page and an Instagram page for yes, it. Yes, yes. And so, how do like the followers compare to your personal page? Oh, they're totally different, which I love. Um, a lot of my followers on my personal account don't even know. Like, and then I get a lot of comments being like, "Wait, you look like the guy that does the interviews." I'm like, "That is me, guys." <laughs> um, so the followers are very different. Mine are uh, the, on my personal account. They're very much my age, and mm-hmm. then um, like they're like the OGs. They're OGs. They're high school, college kids, and a lot of middle school and then on what's popping like my interview show it is all ages oh, i bet like literally all ages yep so <laughs> can you tell us about one or two of your favorite what's popping interviews yeah okay so my favorite one was uh probably this guy named blockchain J. I ran up to him and i was like sir is new york dead and this was during covid so i was wearing my mask and he was eating an ice cream cone and he was like <laughs> in february yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, you don't talk to me. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, I was like, oh, okay. He's like, wait, you can talk to me if you want. And so then he was like, no, New York's not dead. I'm here. I'm blockchain J. I'm closing the banks. Get your Bitcoin at 3 a.m. Cordano, Zocadot, Zaliqua. He went on and on and on. It was the funniest thing ever. Um, and it was like one of the first viral videos ever on the account. So that was really fun. And then um, people would always come up to me on the streets and be like, oh my God, blockchain J. Where's blockchain J? He kind of came like a funny character on my show but I loved that video so much oh my gosh I love that I feel like I wasn't even following you back then yeah I, I need to like wild. go back you need to go scroll. back yeah um I always love your page I literally laugh so hard every single time oh, I feel you. like I see most of your videos on Instagram oh, yeah I don't know why the TikTok algorithm like doesn't show me mm-hmm. who I follow anymore yeah. even when I look on following I see like the same three people mm-hmm. only so I see most of your what's popping videos on Instagram but I love it so hilarious like absolutely obsessed I feel like I comment the crying laughing emojis on every single one Thank you. Engagement. I love it. (laughs) The engagement always helps. So when you go up to people and you speak with them, do they know who you are? Yes. So I would say now about like literally probably 80% of people like scream whenever they first come up to them or like their first reaction will be like, oh my God, I love your videos. Um, So we'll always edit that part out to make it more authentic. (laughs) Uh, But that's been the really, really fun and um, and meeting people in the park. It is just like the best thing ever. So would you say that you meet most of your followers or your fans like at the park or even just like when you're walking around New York going about your day? I would say majority in the park, but pretty much everywhere I go, people come up to me like I was just in Starbucks two minutes ago and somebody came up to me and it was like a 30 year old guy like straight guy like I like I as I told you um like my my age range is everywhere I got all I got the straights I got the gays they all follow me so like I I get recognized by like straight guys like in their 40s being like I love your Instagram reels I'm like oh thanks (laughs) or one guy came up to me he's like oh my god you're the realer I was like realer okay that's cool (laughs) that's a new term I love it uh so that's really really fun <laughs> okay, wait, I love that. What kickstarted your journey to self-love and confidence? Okay, so um, I feel like I'd always been very nervous to be myself because I was in the closet. I, it took me a while to come out. I didn't come out until April of 2020. So right when COVID started is when I came out of the closet. So I felt like that was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders and I could finally like start to be myself and be more confident. But even then, I still kind of had my guard up and wasn't being myself. And um, I was 
uh, I feel like TikTok really, really helped me to kind of grow into the person I am today. Um, not even because of my followers, but just myself making videos and seeing myself on a camera I, and like finding myself, finding my voice. Yeah. I felt like that really, really helped um, because TikTok was so amazing for me because it was a whole new platform where no one from my high school followed me. It was all people, my only followers were, were strangers and like I did not care what anybody thought because no one went to my high school. Like it was a whole new thing. And um, I, like on Instagram, like I, had, I just started posting Instagram stories like two months ago. Before that, I would never do that. It was so scary to me because everyone from my high school followed me. Yep. It was so embarrassing. And I feel like find, like finding my voice on TikTok really, really helped me grow into the person I am. And then I feel like now coming like this summer and interviewing all these people, I feel like I just really, really helped me like, I don't know, grow into who I am and being a great like conversationalist and just yeah. being like, I don't care what anyone thinks of me. And I don't know, it's just been a, it's been a long, long journey, but I feel like I have finally found confidence. I've changed my hair. I like, I now have a middle part and like, I love it and I got highlights. Um, and uh, yeah, I just really am really in a good place right now. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Seriously, I like just feel so proud of you and just so happy Thank for you. you because it's really hard. I mean, a lot of people feel paralyzed by what others will think of yeah. them to the point where like they won't post anything uh -huh. or they like won't really go after what they want in life. Yeah. And it's just like really inspiring to hear your story. Now, like you're posting on your Instagram stories uh -huh. too. I mean, it's hard because everyone will see it but at the end of the day when you stop caring so much about what others think about you like you can do whatever you're you want. unstoppable yeah exactly. and it's insane like i have really noticed the mental change of me being like i literally do not care like i will look at my i look at my instagram now i'm like i cannot believe i post like this like i would never have done this six months ago like it's insane and, and also the major thing was my manager mm -hmm. telling me i would because she was kind of telling me like that my instagram is now my brand too you got to post on instagram you have to and i was like i don't want to i'm scared people from high school follow me it's so embarrassing she's like just do it she's like davis think of it this way an instagram story is just a tap it is 0.1 second of somebody's day they do not remember what you post a week from now that or a day true. from now that or an hour true. from the after the time they see it so just post whatever it doesn't matter what you post just post whatever and that's what i started to do and it really really helped me that like mental change of like it's just 0.1 seconds of somebody's eyes time. and also <laughs> i feel like another thing too like if people do talk shit behind your back or whatever like that just means that like they are projecting their own issues onto yeah. that and i feel like that's something that took me a really mm -hmm. long time to come to terms with because when I was a freshman in college, I cared so much about what other people yeah. thought about me. I couldn't get out of my own way. And then when I finally was like, okay, I don't care what anyone thinks about me, I started a magazine on campus and then I graduated, you know, did all these yeah. things. And I feel like just my major thing that I learned from that is like the opinions of other people literally hold zero weight in this world. Zero value. Like the only opinion that matters is what you think of yourself. Uh-huh. And it just goes back to like self-love. Uh-huh. Like RuPaul says, like, how the hell are you gonna love anyone? else if you don't love yourself like exactly. literally it's true now that you know you're doing all these vlogs why don't you tell us about a day in your life as a content creator yeah every day is totally different so it's like um, it's really funny like some days I'll be every hour of my day is completely booked and I'll be like my life is so stressful I never have time for anything like I don't know what to do I need an assistant like I'll like I'll say all these things <laughs> and then the next day I'll wake up and I'll look at my calendar and I have nothing so it's like every day is completely different yeah. um, but like a typical day would be like in the mornings is when I have like a lot of my meetings so I'll have calls with my manager my publicist um, with different brands about new um, like projects we're working on with my What's Poppin team because my What's Poppin team and my Davis team are different 
So. Wow. Okay. So you have a lot of different teams. First, can we just hop back? What's the difference between your manager and your publicist? Um, so my manager deals with everything money related. So all my brand deals. And then my publicist handles my press and uh, all the events I go to, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. So he's head of my public image is what the title is. So it's like everything I do that's it publicly, like he kind of mm-hmm. guides me through. So like when I go to events, like he'll go with me and make sure that I'm in, uh, introduced to like like people that are there oh, wait, and networking. I think, what is his name? Matthew. <laughs> is his thing canceled? Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. See, I I, I see your yeah. little Instagram uh-huh. stories of who you tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's yeah. the best. Okay, cool. So, do you have like a morning ritual that you do? Morning ritual. Uh, I must uh, make my bed and coffee, and I'm a huge avocado toast guy. So, okay. like avocado toast every day with everything but the bagel and honey. Like that I is my need morning. Need everything routine. but the bagel, but I live so far away from Trader Joe's. No. Uh, I like need to make a trek down there. Oh, that sucks. It's my favorite. I know. Pick me up next. (laughs) Okay, so you do that, and you and you have your avocado toast, and you hop on your meetings with your manager and your publicist. Yeah. Then what? Then I'll get ready. It takes me a while to get ready, unfortunately. Like I need to like figure out a fast routine. So I'll get ready for like probably an hour shower. Uh, makeup, um, get find an outfit, and then a lot of times I'll go, go um, end up going to film. Mm-hmm. So I'll go to Washington Square Park, meet my videographer, and my assistant, and we'll film. And oh, so you do have an assistant? Uh, I have a court like a what's popping assistant coordinator. Got it. Okay, cool. I love my team; they're so fun. Um, so yeah, and then I'll probably come home, um, and by then it's probably dark outside, and then yeah. I'll probably start getting ready for an event that I'm going to, whether it's you know like a like. I don't know, like a red carpet event or a, a brand launch or something like that. Yeah, That's okay, what I wait, do. I really want to talk about the Gossip Girl event. Yes, which one? The one recently? Oh my god, which one? How many Gossip Girl events have you gone I've to? I've gone to three. <laughs> Let's talk about your favorite one and like walk me through it. The red carpet to everything that went on to who you met. Didn't you like meet the cast? Yeah, the cast was okay, there the other one. night. Yeah, I went to their Friendsgiving and uh, that was really fun. I walked the carpet. I got there. I know all the HBO girls because I had gone. I've gone to HBO events before, so they're all so nice. Like, oh my gosh, Davis, and they're just the sweetest girls, Robin and Rachel. I love them. Um, so I walked the carpet. Had all my photos taken. It's really, really weird getting your photo taken by like. Do you like practice the poses? Oh, always. <laughs> Every time before I leave, I like will ask people. I'm like, okay, what's my pose for the carpet? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> am I smiling? Am I not smiling? I usually will never, ever smile. And then recently, I've decided that I'm a smiley guy. Why don't I smile? Exactly. I, I'm not a model. I don't need to be all serious. So now I've, I've been doing both. I do a smile and I do a little smiles, I guess. Um, that was really fun. And then all of a sudden, like, the cast showed up. I was blown away seeing them in real life. And then we got to watch the new episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they sat there and watched it. They were right in front of me and they were like laughing and they were all such good friends. It was really cool to see a cast that was all so close and yeah. genuine friends. It was really, really like cool to see like a dynamic. I love like that. that. I love the cast. That's amazing. So how do you figure out what you want to wear to these events? I never know. So I used to have a stylist who, in the in the beginning, I had a stylist for like my major like red carpets and stuff, and I still do sometimes, but um, it gets expensive. Yeah. So I kind of just wing it. I just am very. I I am always buying clothes. So everywhere I go, like if I'm shop, if I'm walking on the street and I see a store, I'll pop in and like buy something. I'm like, oh, I'll wear it to an event. Like I always end up wearing the things that I buy. So how would you describe your style? Um, night and day are two very different vibes, but I would say it's very, very preppy and classic, but very youthful at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
um, I like to dress with a lot of color and um, and I like to have different vibes. So like <laughs> during the day, I like to do very preppy and like colorful like jeans. And then at night, I like to go kind of a little bit more edgier. So I'll wear like black and mm-hmm. sometimes I'll look, do a little rock and roll vibe or skater vibe. I love doing different vibes. Like a 90s kid. I like dressing like a 90s kid every I day. I love that. <laughs> so it's like depending on your mood. Depending on my mood. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. I love that. So how would you say your style has evolved over time? Like think back to what Davis would wear in high school. Oh, Davis in high school. That's a long time ago. <laughs> That was like a year and a half ago, but um, I would wear like a t-shirt and like khaki shorts or like khaki pants. Like I uh, collared shirts with like a Vineyard Vine, Southern Marsh, all those brands. I dressed very like a straight guy. Um, And then slowly throughout my senior year, I kind of became a little bit more comfortable with what I wore. And then when I moved to New York, it completely changed. And I feel like at the time... Uh, I went to uh, art school, so everyone dressed very arty and very, the vibe was very thrifted clothing and like very like baggy. I feel like when I first moved to New York, I dressed, dressed like other people and just kind of followed the trends and followed what was cool. But now I dress for myself. What makes me happy when I look in the mirror, I'm like, excited and look and, and excited to show everyone what I'm wearing. No, I don't even care if people like it or not. A lot of times people do not like my outfits. I get a lot of comments about people do not like my outfits. I outfit. love your outfits. Thank you. You look so cute. But uh, like, that's why I went viral during Fashion Week because everyone hated my outfits. Like <laughs> Whatever thing gave And I got in a whole article about it. But yeah, I, you know, I gained like 15,000 followers. Because On the post? I, yeah. You know, I, I used to work there. Uh, oh, you did? <laughs> my first job. Oh my gosh. They're fucking savages <laughs> over there. I was in the fashion closet so I wasn't really oh my like God. in the well, they had called me being like, we want to write you this article about you, about how you're killing fat, like you're doing amazing in fashion week. So I did my article and the, the, the headline was fashion nobodies who uh, were on the front row. And I was like, oh my God. At least it wasn't only you. Yeah, it wasn't only me. It was me and five others. And honestly, I feel like they do that to like everybody. Yeah. But I, when I was there, I was not involved in that okay, part. Thank so don't you. you worry. Thank you. Um, yes, I was in the fashion closet, like packing and unpacking stuff and like interviewing designers and, and all that fun stuff. <laughs> so let's talk about partnerships. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite brand partnership? Um, definitely Ghani. <laughs> so what did that partnership look like? How did it come through fruition? Uh, basically what had happened was, is I've always loved the brand. I've loved their t-shirts. Like I always wear their t-shirts and I just tagged them in a Instagram post and they found out and they saw the tag, I guess, and found out who I was. And then next thing you know, my email, I get in, in my email, they're inviting me to go to Copenhagen. Wait, you got invited? Yeah. Wait, when did you go? I went to Copenhagen with Ghani uh, this past August. Wait, I literally didn't had no you idea. You made the reference. I thought you were talking about me. Oh my god, I just like saw some fashion editors <laughs> go to that. Yes, Wait. yes, what fashion editor? I don't, Michelle Lee, I think. Uh, yes, I was there with her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but she used to work at Condé. So yeah, I was like, there with her. Oh my God, wait, went, that's amazing. Yeah. So, wait, walk me through that entire thing. So, they flew you out. Yes, I got I got the email. It was the first email I've ever gotten and only email that I've ever cried because I was like, just, I just could Who did not, you call? Who'd you call? My dad. <laughs> I called my dad. I was like, I cannot believe it. My dad's like, oh my God. Uh, my dad's very much involved in my TikTok and very much involved in everything in my life. That. So, he's, so, he's very supportive. Very supportive. He loves it. Um, and he also loves that uh, that I can make money from it because I don't think he expected that either. <laughs> um, but uh, and so they flew me out. My manager came with me. So that I was really that. fun. They got her hotel room too. Um, and it was kind of like a full week. I was basically the host on their... Um, fashion week show kind of thing that they did so I got to do what's popping in Copenhagen I got to interview people from Copenhagen so that was really fun I got to be on a panel talk about 
fashion and um, also the, I went there for their fashion week so um, during the fashion right before the fashion show I got to interview a bunch of the models and interview a bunch of people sitting on the front row so that, that was, was really so fun cool. I was live on TikTok with them so who was, was your really... who was a favorite person that you interviewed um, I would say probably Diddy, who's the CEO of Ghani. She's amazing. That was really, really cool. Wait, okay, I love that. So you actually went to this before your first fashion week in New York. Yes. Wow. It was okay. a couple weeks before. So what was, how did it feel to be backstage or even like when you saw the first model walk out? Um, I got like, I still, the song that they played during the show was this like amazing song called We Are Your Friends. Like we are your friends and um <laughs> I like goosebumps down my body and like it was just so so amazing and it felt like I was just picturing my like my middle school self my like 10 year old self being like what the heck are you doing here it was just unreal and to be in Copenhagen such a beautiful city was that your first time in Copenhagen yes it was so so amazing oh my like, gosh I, I, was just I mean unreal. I'm getting the chills right uh-huh. now I'm just thinking about it because I remember my first fashion week at the time as a fashion assistant um and my boss sent me to the fashion shows that they didn't want to go mm-hmm. to and I got their tickets so I yeah. sat front row and I remember my very first one I like got teary eyed uh-huh. like I got the chills and it was like I fucking made it yeah <laughs> I know and also I think what I was also thinking of uh, was like in my head I'm like people talk about like in movies and everyone talks about like fashion week like it would be, it's a dream to go to fashion week you have to work years to go to fashion week and I was thinking in my head I'm like I've only done this for like six months. Like, what am I doing here? Like, this is insane. That's how like, I I'm felt so too. I remember, I remember I was like looking around sitting there. I'm like, who do these people think I am? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what am I doing here? I don't know. Wait, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, what an experience. Yeah, it was unreal. And they did they like take you on any fun adventures? Yeah, we, uh, we were part of the hospitality groups. So they took us on boat rides. And they took us to these lunches and museums and all this stuff. So I was, it was like me, my manager, a bunch of editors that were there. That they flew out mm-hmm. to come. What was your first uh, impression of Copenhagen? Beautiful, very, very. It's you know, it's the happiest city in the world. So everyone is so nice there, especially all the Ghani workers are like the nicest people in the world. I love that. Um, It was just so, so amazing. I loved it. And then you came back. Uh huh. Came back. Fashion week. Well, I came back, and my manager, like, so I came back, and my manager, we had a call, and she's like. And yeah, for Fashion Week, make sure you have nothing on your schedule for New York Fashion Week. And I was like, what? Like, uh, she's like, yeah, you're gonna be really busy. And I was like, there's nothing on my schedule right now. Fashion Week is next week. There's nothing on my calendar. Like, what? It's because it's so last minute. Uh, like, people she's can like, invite she's you like, yeah, the she, night before. I know. She's like, trust me, just have nothing on your schedule. And I'm like, do I need to cancel my therapy at um, 2 p.m. on Wednesday? She's like, yes, you do. Um, you're gonna need therapy after this week. I was like, okay. um, and so then like the weekend rolls around the right before, and then and next thing you know, I every hour of my day is booked for Fashion Week, and I Holy was shit. blown away. What was your, like, standout moment during Fashion Week? Definitely um, the Saks Fifth Avenue Fashion Week party. Wait, that's what Kate said, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we always talk about that. We're like, that event was crazy. It was so... I mean, Paris Hilton was the freaking DJ. Kim Petras performed. G-Eazy performed. Like, there were so many celebrities there. It was just an unreal experience. What I was the vibe it. when you were there? Um, the vibe was... Uh, just I was looking around the whole time, just looking at people, being like, "Oh, there's Kalani, there's Food God, oh, um, there's Sarah Paulson." Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the vibe. Um, and it was just meeting so many people. I got to speak with um, Bretman Rock, who I love. I mean, what would you tell your younger self right now if you could go back to high school Davis and tell him one thing? What would you say? Don't give up and don't worry. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> Literally, look at my phone background. Oh shit! Hold on. Read it out loud. You can rise up from anything. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the gaze of the motherfucking year. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Two years. So I feel like 2020 and 2021 were like, 
One year. Yeah, literally. One long. It's been one long. <laughs> oh my year. god. Um, what are you most excited about for 2022? Do you have any goals? Um, I'm most excited to see just where I continue to grow. I feel like every week something new is happening that I cannot believe is happening. So I'm just excited to see what happens. Um, I definitely want to evolve with my career. Maybe do like television or some other hosting stuff. People do say that I'm the modern day Andy Cohen or Ryan Seacrest. So that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> I can so see that. And also you're very into reality TV. So like, I am. Yeah. Well, it's uh, amazing that you have, I feel like that's one of your big differentiating factors is that now that you have your show, you know, you have now been able to position yourself as a host. Yes. And that's been really amazing. And it, it kind of makes me feel more secure with, with, the, with this career path because being an influencer like TikTok could be gone tomorrow. We really have no idea. So having that backbone of being a host has really helped me feel more comfortable doing this. Oh, I love that. What would you, what advice would you give to other people who maybe want to start doing content no matter what platform it is on, but they are too scared to start? Um, Make content for yourself um, and whatever you find most interesting about you or something that you feel like you could share with the world, make content about that. Um, And I feel like a lot of people, when they first start making content, they're like, how can I go viral? What can I do? I'll do anything to go viral. I was the same way. I like look back at my old videos and like- You bought a freaking wig to be Jeffree I know. (laughs) I bought a wig to be Jeffree Star. That is not me. In turn, it did help. It did work. But it took a while to like, you know, transfer over. But um, I would say make content for yourself and don't give up and um, just be very, very passionate about what you do. You can't, if you want to, if you, you cannot- be a con- full-time content creator if all you want to be is famous. You have to really love your craft yeah. and love, be passionate about your own videos and enjoy watching your own videos. I say if I can't watch my own video five times in a row, then I don't, it's not a good video. <laughs> well, I watch my videos at like 2 a.m. I'm like, I'm a motherfucking star. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes I'll like notice myself, I'm like, I just watched this vlog 10 times in a row. That's really sad, but that's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you can watch it 10 if times, I, and other people can yes, watch it 10 exactly. times. <laughs> okay, just two more brief things. One of them is a girl gaze fave. So this is a very new segment in the podcast where I like my guests to share three things that they're loving at the moment. It could be a product, a song, a brand, literally anything. Um, what are your three girl gaze faves? Oh, okay. Um, definitely selling sunset obsessed. Uh, I'm watching it every night. I only let myself watch one episode a night. Cause then I'll end it. Too you soon. have self control. I do. I do. <laughs> and then, um, I'm obsessed with the matcha cleanser from bad habit beauty. They sent it to me and I've never used a cleanser that like wakes me up. There's caffeine in it. So it makes it like your face wake oh. up in the morning. Less is that puffy. Emma Chamberlain's yes, brand? it okay. is. I kind of fangirled when I got it. <laughs> uh, but I'm like obsessed with it. I never really get obsessed over skincare, but like this product I'm in love with it. I need to try it. Um, and then probably I'm obsessed with Kim Petras, the singer. <laughs> I love her music. I love that. <laughs> um, okay, my girl gaze faves are one, this aloe yoga raspberry sorbet set that I'm wearing literally love right it. now. Got it for Hanukkah. I'm like, I will be living in this for the foreseeable future. Um, also, I know this is like a little material girl moment, but my Acne Studios winter hat. Love. Like, love it. Best $130 that I've ever spent. Um, and my last, my Bala bangles. Love them. I got them in pink. They're just like a little like weight thing that oh, you can yes, use like yes. when you're walking or whatever. So I'm going to start to wear them when like I'm walking Luna around the oh, block. Nice. Um, and yeah, so those are my three girl gaze faves. And before we head out, I always like to end things with a gaze goal of the week, which is a realistic self-care goal. What is yours? 
Mine is to um, do work out more, and I have accomplished it. I worked out both yesterday and Monday. I went I to Soul Cycle. I did a five pound like arm weight workout and an ab workout. So like I'm ready. I would say mine is the same. I need to go back to my Pilates studio. I need to like do some workouts at home. So yeah, I'd say my girl gaze goal is to go to like one Pilates class this week. It gets too expensive yeah. to go more than once a week. So um, Davis, thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. I loved it. I'm so excited <laughs> for everyone to hear your story. Me too. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Leave a written review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling a little fancy with it, you can even take a screenshot and share on socials. Just make sure you tag me at Taylor Bradford and at Pod. I have linked all of Davis's social platforms in the description so you can find him over there. And I will see you all next time. In the meantime, keep killing it.